0: Hey girl. Hey, welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. And today I have a new guest on. This is the first time we've met, but I feel like I know him like so well already. His name is Des Bishop. Hey boy. Hey, welcome to the podcast.
1: I know. I feel like I know you too, because I've been trying to find out things about my own life by listening to your radio show.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So, uh, full disclosure, Des is a subscriber to the Taylor Tracker <laughs> Show. One of my few straight male subscribers. So Des, thank you for bringing up that ratio. I appreciate it.
1: Oh yeah. I'm sure I've really fucked up your analytics now. Big time.
0: <laughs> Advertisers don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> Tell tell the audience why you started subscribing to the Taylor Shrekker show. Is it just because of my radio prowess and genius? No, well, it, no. Well,
1: well, the more the more general reason <laughs> is because you know I'm, I'm going out with Hannah Burner now. Yes, madly ma- in love with Hannah Burner, I truth know, be told. I know, uh, to know. And then uh, so, but and so she's on your pod a lot, and I knew that. Or sorry, on your radio show a lot, and I knew that she had been talking about our relationship. But the more the real reason, yes, is because she told me that you sort of like maybe not stuck up for me, but you called her out on her her reposting of uh, Luke messages. I was on, so mad. On, I was des- on I her was so mad on her birthday, <laughs> and uh, I, I I was I was kind of genuinely annoyed by that, but I didn't really get into it with her at the time. right? But funnily enough, after she told me that you called her out on it, we actually had a bit of a discussion about it. So a couple of days later, I was like, I'm actually going to listen and see what Taylor said about that. And then actually, because you're such a great presenter, (laughs) I sort of just got into listening to it.
0: Oh my God, stop. You flatter me. I love it.
1: <laughs> no, but it's good. The vibe, you know, the, the the vibe is good. But obviously you, 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 you seem to, you always uh, push Hannah to chat about our relationship every time she's been on since she told you about me. Yes. So I have listened to, I've listened to all your, your guys' discussions because Hannah does not withhold information from me about no, how she, she feels not. about, but how she feels about me. However, I feel like she's uh she's probably more honest about it with you than she is with me and that she's not uh, protecting, but she probably will start doing that now that she knows that I'm listening.
0: I don't think she can help it when she's on the show with me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Do you feel like that's spying?
0: No, I think it's fucking fabulous. Of course. I I
1: would do the same thing. Are you crazy? So
0: does, I know like we know each other through Hannah
1: and Mm -hmm. just in case,
0: just to clarify, Hannah Burner, House is Hannah burner. Um, now she's like a regular, I feel like on call her daddy, which is just like crazy Hannah. yeah, is I like, mean
1: she's been on it once, but Well, she's been it on once like and then they forever. they played, <laughs> they played, they played a little bit. like uh, they, they played like another segment the next the, the next week. yeah
0: And then it's just been announced actually, yeah, like early this week. That she's going to be hosting a new show with um k chasteen um who else joseph from uh real houses of potomac and then also uh portia yes from atlanta housewives it, so an amazing group of women and it's going to be like a round table talk show kind of sort of a thing
1: Yes, yeah it's like uh filmed remotely so there's a four of them chatting about I mean, I'm not I'm not that up on it, but just from listening to the the promo, right. they're chatting, you know, chatting about like all things reality TV and then all things life. They talk about serious topics like Black Lives Matter. I mean, two of the presenters are African American women, so they're yes. not afraid to you know they're not afraid to get into the the big issues of the day. So I think it's a it's a kind of a, a broad spectrum from uh, super serious to just like uh, celebrity gossip reality TV show tea.
0: But the thing is, Hannah's, you know, she's her star is rising. She's blowing it to fuck up. And so she's going to be doing more and more and more, you know, press and more and more exposure and having more and more conversations. And like we just discussed, Hannah is filterless, which is why she's so incredible. But when you date somebody in a position like Hannah, you get talked about a lot. And so, of course, mm. you're allowed to go listen to everything and anything that you that's want right. That's the rule of thumb. I mean, I've been doing radio now for like 15 years. And anytime I've dated anybody, they know that like the first love of my life is my career and they can tie it, they can match it. But like anytime I've had like a significant other say to me, don't talk about me on the radio or don't talk about that on the radio, it usually ends in us not being together. So you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I'm fine with them listening, but they got to be able to, you know, to handle what's to come essentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what? You, you wouldn't want to be a big fan of being embarrassed by somebody, you know. You wouldn't want to mm-hmm. have like negative repercussions coming back at you. No. Uh, and I and I think every relationship, it, particularly in a public relationship, you're allowed to be upset if if there's like been a negative outcome to something that you've said. Absolutely. But I don't I don't think it should be like a deal breaker. I mean, in in the case of myself and Hannah, we're both quite public, so it's not actually that big a deal. However, yes. traditionally. Uh, I have not been very public about my relationships. Right. So this is kind of a new departure. But I've also I've embraced it myself. It hasn't just been because Hannah told on Call Her Daddy, one of the most popular podcasts in America, that it was the best sex she ever had. It's not just because <laughs> nice it's not just because sense. it's worked out great for me. <laughs> it's also because uh everything that's going on with Hannah is like nothing I've ever experienced before. So I'm going with I'm going with all the the opposites that I would normally do. So being public about it in a way there's a certain vulnerability to being this public because you're basically saying well you're not just saying you're off the market but you're also saying I'm 100% like besotted with this person. You know you're sort of letting it all out there. Yeah. Which I you well, know I, I think I think is a positive.
0: Well I do well I'm I'm so here for it and as, as you know from listening to the radio show that I have been standing the two of you since she told me about you. I am like, you will marry this man. And oh, yeah. I, mean, I feel
1: I, I, you, you, you've been, you've been a fa- like, I, I feel like you're on my side. <laughs> does,
0: does I've never been on anyone's side more in my entire life. And I don't even know you, but I'm obsessed with you. So, okay, let's, let's start the very beginning. So you mentioned that you are also a public figure, but you've had a lot more privacy in the past. So, Des is a comedian, and you do a lot of work overseas, specifically in Ireland.
1: Yeah, so I, I went to boarding school in Ireland when I was 14, oh. but without my family. You know, I, 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 I flunked out of school, at St. Francis Prep in Queens. Yeah, you know, I'm from Queens, but uh, anyway, this, through a series of crazy coincidences, this crazy idea to go to Ireland came up, uh, which wasn't really my mother sending me there, per se, because I actually asked... If I could do it, you know, uh, and they let me do it, which was really in hindsight, it's fucking was insane of them, <laughs> but I did it and lived in Ireland, I, I educated in Ireland since I was 14 and had no intentions of staying, but then college was free. You know, the Irish government pay for your education they there. They do. They do. Yeah. America. So I decided <laughs> to, I know I decided I was going to go to Fordham. I was going to go to the Jesuits in Fordham and then, uh. Uh, Just It just was like I I just got more and more comfortable in Ireland I was like fuck it I'm going to stay And then when I was in college I got into comedy And then my entire professional life Until recently really Has been in Ireland And then when it wasn't in Ireland It was more on like the international comedy scene Rather than the US comedy scene Which is kind of the North American comedy scene, I should say, which right. is kind of its own its own animal. So I, I've, I've only dipped my toe into the North America a few times, not that often, until recently.
0: So break down the difference between the international comedy scene versus the American comedy scene. I didn't even I know mean, that there was such a, a difference.
1: Well, I guess that the only real difference is just, it's just geographical in that most of, say, the comics from like the UK and Ireland, which I'm very much a part of that, Stable. Right. Uh, we would go sort of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, festivals in Ireland, and then we'd go to the Melbourne Comedy Festival in Australia. Then we tour around Australia. So it's kind of like UK, Ireland, Australia has like, we all know each other, you know? We're all like part of a little circuit of people that we know. And then a lot of us will often bounce over to Montreal, but that'll just be like our little. Uh, our little American section every now and then somebody tries to break America, but it's just so involved and so different. So they always end up coming back with their tail between their legs, or they're just not into it, or there's visa issues. Right. So th- those two things kind of largely stay separate. I mean, the internet is changing everything, of course, but, uh, it, it is a different thing. And then there are slight different, I don't want to bore your listeners. You got gay, gay men, gay men and women don't want to listen to the logistics of standup comedy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there's a slight difference in like comedy styles, possibly like more storytelling style on the European side. Yeah. Uh, the industry is a little less complicated over there. There's not managers and agents. Essentially, essentially, the whole industry is run by managers in terms of like the American industry way of thinking about it. Right. We all just have managers. There's not all these different things. So everything's just a bit simpler. There's, you, generally, there's a little bit less money involved. So it's not as like intense. It's not as competitive, possibly a bit more collegiate. In I it's like uh, com- com- camaraderie. Yes. so so uh, it is always a little bit of a it's 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 always a bit of a transition when it's you come over this way, a little but they're
0: less cutthroat
1: it's it's a it is a little less it is a a little less cutthroat. And then the the live audiences uh, i don't I don't know how to describe it, but it's all it's all just a bit simpler. That's all I would say,
0: well, it's always interesting, you know, I'm not a stand-up comedian. I respect stand-up comedy too much to put myself in that category. but, you know, I, I do comedic, you know, podcasting, radio, what have you. And I got to go on tour with a friend of mine for like, it must have been a stretch of eight months. And then, of course, things got canceled because of COVID and what happened. Who you were you with touring her. with, Emma? I was, no, I wasn't touring with Emma. I was touring with um, my friend. She's a Bravo Leopardy or former Bravo Leopardy, Stassi Schroeder. And she oh, so home. you were touring with her? I was her opener. Therefore, I kind of... I I mean, I worked with, like, a comedy coach to get my comedy chops a little bit and to kind of do a little bit of a set. So it was a combination of stand-up comedy, like, my life storytelling. But then also, I was really pandering to the audience because her audience, they are die-hard Her fans and die-hard Bravo fans. So I had, like, a lot of Bravo inside jokes and stuff. And it, it was interesting because like even outside of that world i was like if i ever had to do like a 10 minute or 12 minute or 15 minute set at like a comedy place anywhere in new york city this would not make sense to the audience because like it's so inside baseball like it did yes. great with the audience that i was in front of but like if i brought it in front of a new audience that maybe didn't know the subtle nuances it would be a disaster so i remember we had discussed when we were on tour about going overseas at one point and i was like but will they like me in Australia? Will it make sense? Cause there is a difference in audiences.
1: Yeah, but there, well, you're, you're you're talking about a very specific scenario. So the thing that protects you in that situation is that if they're coming to see her, then they're pretty much up on all the things that you're talking about anyway. Yes. So you don't have to worry too much, but the more general problem of, you know, crossover material will always be there when you're doing like a general stand up show. But, but some things are universal and some things aren't. And, jokes about specific shows are always reliant on your audience knowing those shows. Exactly. So, exactly. you know, when you're touring with her, I think you're, you're, you're going to be safe enough. And, and to be honest, you're not looking to become a stand-up comedian. So why would you bother trying to expand out your horizons beyond this very niche thing that you're, you know, you're in tune to and the audience are loving? I mean, you, you know, you, you know what you're doing.
0: Yes. I mean, thank you. I appreciate that. But it is, I, I just, I find comedy, I'm very fascinated by comedy. One of my co-hosts for Seven years, I would say. Eight years, he was a stand-up comedian. So I learned a lot about, like, the New York City stand-up comedian. Who was that now? His name's Kenny Zimlinghaus.
1: Oh, right. I don't know yeah, but,
0: him. but I met Nikki Glaser through him. Oh, so. well,
1: I, I, Nikki's the reason why I know Hannah. Nikki, Nikki is was accidentally the person who connected Hannah and myself. All right,
0: so how did you and Hannah meet? Yeah, I need to know the full story. I, I know the how you met story through Hannah, but, like... That's her POV. I want your POV.
1: Oh, but it's very simple. It's the exact same. So I think at some stage Hannah was on Nikki's story. Nikki Glaser's story. Okay. Uh, Nikki had like a little like loving Hannah phase, and yes. so the I guess I guess I just added Hannah from Nikki's story. Like literally just like hot comic. I'm gonna add her. It's yes. just like straight oh. up, straight up uh, on her looks. Uh, and then, <laughs>
0: thank you for the honesty, does. Y-
1: yeah, she was. You know, she's just cute. You know, to me, she's just like super cute. She's like, I can't even. I, I if if you asked me to find like if Nikki sent me every story she ever put up, like it would take me a long time to find. That. I don't. I don't specifically remember which story it was, but I do know that I was I was following her, and then particularly during the early part of the pandemic. I was just very conscious of Hannah's stories, and the funny thing was, she was posting about Summerhouse, which I w- knew nothing about. And even when she was posting, I I completely dismissed it as like some nothing thing. I I I knew nothing about it, and I that's not one of these things. Of like, I, I don't know who you are. You know, it's a lot <laughs> like that. It's just that like I wasn't actually a- aware of the success of Summerhouse, but I also think that. Summerhouse had a kind of a breakthrough season as a result of the pandemic and and the, the evolution of the drama. So anyway, that's yes. neither here nor there. Long story short, her life was just like, in in the background on my stories, but I was very aware of it though. Right. You know. And then one time she posted this particular story with the Countess Luen and she was clearly in Shelter rem- Island. And
0: I remember. Wait, wait. I remember because I was out. She in the went Hamptons for lunch. Yeah. And we had just recorded that morning, and I was like, "Are you doing anything today?" And she was like. And then the next thing I know, the bitch is posting about motherfucking Countess, and I'm like, "Where was that tea?" Yeah, she was having lunch randomly after we had finished recording. So
1: yeah, so she was like, it was in some restaurant in Shelter Island, and I guess because I I I think I hadn't registered her stories for a while, or hadn't been you know hadn't paid attention for a while, and then I was like, "Oh, she's still in Shelter Island." So like, I I made the connection that she must be, you know. Isolating out in Shelter Island. Right. Uh, so, just very randomly, I was just like, hey, are you, you know, quarantining out east? And like we have never, oh, oh, sorry. Let me point out the, the most important fact. Yes. It, 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 they, I saw the Countess Loen thing. I was like, oh, she's in Shelter Island. So, I checked if she was following me. Because I never registered whether she followed me back that time. And she was. And that kind of that took me by surprise. I didn't know that she Good had been sign. following me. Good yeah. sign. So then I was just like, message her. And I was like, are you out east? And she was like, yeah. I was like, do you want to get coffee in Sag Harbor? She was like, yeah, here's my number. It was very quick. And it was very, and I heard her describe this to you. It was very well described. There, there, there was no like drama to it, nor was there any like real thought to it. It was just like, yeah, it wasn't like a big deal. So you and slid then,
0: into Hannah's DMs. Desk. Oh, hundred
1: percent. It, it was a DM slide, a hundred percent. But <laughs> but there was a there was a familiarity to our lives that uh, caused it to be not so random. In that, well, she says, of course, I didn't know at the time that she had seen me at the comedy cellar like five years ago when she was still working like a, a marketing job when she was in that sort of interim period of her life between when tennis didn't really sort of you know she got sick of tennis, right. but she hadn't she hadn't found betches or content or, or any of the stuff she's done since. So she was actually at a bit of a sort of like a, a nothing time in her life. And she had seen me at the comedy cellar and registered that she thought I was very attractive, but that I lived in Ireland. So she actually, she says she distinctly, she says she distinctly remembers like not bothering to like talk to me or follow me because, uh, I was like a a bro, but she just remembers. So she said, when I followed her originally, she was like, Oh, that's that hot comic from the comedy show, So she followed me back straight away, but I didn't I didn't register the follow back. Or if I did, it 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 went from my mind. It wasn't like that wasn't the time, you know? That wasn't the time to pursue.
0: Okay, so I've known a lot of comedians for a very long time. And the number one rule, number one rule in comedy is don't date other comics and
1: i never have i know I never you have. haven't so i like- had i had a brief i had like when a very early part of my comedy career i had like the briefest fling with an older female comic who kind of like seduced me <laughs>
0: uh, how much older uh, was she uh,
1: Not, you know, n- n- nothing problematic you know <laughs> but uh there's there, there'll be no there'll be no fucking me too story for me it was totally fine it was, it was great actually but uh then, uh, and then, yeah, like one other like festival fling. I felt like it's just not, and, and it, it, it really was kind of like a rule. It was just like, why, why bother bringing all the drama that comes with relationships? Why bring that into work, you know? Well, yeah. Why Why, why bring that into the green room?
0: I don't mean, you know, to sound eloquent, but like, don't shit where you eat. You know? Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, like (laughs) why, uh, like when I think of how awkward it is when like you bump into an ex or just like all the fall, all the fallout, why would you bring that into like a situation where it could happen a lot?
0: Right. I would like rather get hit by a, like I would throw myself into oncoming traffic if I saw an ex walking towards me if anna Anna
1: had if anna had followed that rule my life wouldn't be so fucking awkward But when this pandemic ends i gotta fucking bounce into numerous motherfuckers that she's been with but anyway (laughs) that's that's a separate story (laughs) i fucking love
0: you you not,
1: (laughs) not to mention that she was fucking right two and a half weeks after we met and we sort of quickly we had a quick falling you know yes. uh, then she was stuck in a house with one of her fucking others so I what know you do?
0: I know okay but so the presence
1: you, of uh, the presence of Hannah's exes is a, is a, will be a theme for future episodes oh fuck
0: yeah <laughs> so so sh- you broke your rule I don't date comedians she broke her rule because she had a hard and fast rule about not dating comedians because she had because a, she had a bad ex, experience she had a really bad experience with, and a, so, with, a,
1: with a friend of mine <laughs> but no shit really well you know acquaintance <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, fuck you're right comedy for First guest,
1: first guest, first I ever had on my podcast. Literally, my the first episode of my podcast.
0: <laughs> oh my god, ever. Des, I love you with your little shady tea droplets. You're giving like just little tea sprinklings, whispers of tea. <laughs> so uh, you guys meet, and like you said, it was very.
1: It's quite immediate. I don't, I don't, it quite I immediate. I mean, I, I, I knew, I knew heavy, the minute, but well, it was no, more but, than that. Well, no, but I mean, like, just in terms of, like, when she got in my car, I know she told you, sorry about getting in my car, the jokes we told, but, like, when she got in my car, before we even arrived in Sag Harbor, so if you know the Shelter Island Ferry at the Sag Harbor, it's not a long drive. Yeah. But I already knew by the time we parked at Sag Harbor that, worst case scenario, it was going to be, like, an awesome date, because right. we were just, like, a media click, like, a media click, like, just having fun from the get-go, similar sense of humor, She's so fucking cute. I mean, I think she's super hot and sexy, she but is. she's also she super is. cute. The cuteness was what got me like uh, uh, the the cuteness won me over in terms of knowing it was going to be an amazing date, you know? Yeah. And then yeah, we just had a great first date, but we didn't kiss. She was covid paranoid. You know, she was going into yeah. some she was going into summer house, so yeah, she, she was, was like very- literally
0: she was she was no joke quarantining, so she couldn't kiss.
1: Yeah. So she couldn't kiss. She's cold. She really worried. And she'd spent the whole pandemic being good. And like, this was just like, you know, like classic story of like right at the end, this, this, this fucking final, the, you know, the, the third temptation in the garden for all all the Catholics, you know, uh, the last temptation of Christ, fucking Mary Magdalene pulling Jesus off the cross. And, uh, oh, sorry. All my references are really way too old. And,
0: uh, I like them. I'm a Catholic. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. So,
1: uh yeah so then but but after the first time we met, she was very blasé getting out of the car she was like i was like yeah like whatever you know let's meet up again soon she was like yeah maybe or whatever i i i I completely dismissed it straight away because i knew that we'd hit it off
0: fucking millennials and,
1: <laughs> fucking millennials whatever <laughs> she like she ran away trying not to kiss me and then uh yeah we met up this, oh the second time we had a golf date she's, yes. like, fuck, she's a great golfer I, I play a lot of golf and uh, we just like awesome played nine holes. And then she was like, why don't we just go back to the beach? Like I live on the beach, you know? So she was like, why don't we go back to the beach? And I have to say, I wasn't really prepared for that because she ran away to fucking, from kissing me on fucking date <laughs> one. I'm assuming that she cares more about Bravo than she cares about me. So <laughs> I wasn't expecting her to invite herself back to my house, but. She she did. And then, you know, she had that like, we shouldn't kiss moment on the beach. Right. But we did kiss. And then, and then you know. she
0: was like, and now we should do everything.
1: Yeah. And then we, then we, <laughs> then we f- fucked.
0: So, ladies, <laughs> if you fuck them in on the first or second date, guess what? It's okay. It can work out.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't subscribe to any of those nonsense rules. But anyway, we, uh, we also were up against the clock in terms of she was going yes. into the house in two and a half weeks. Yes. So we had, uh, we had like we we met up four times after like so that was the second time then three more times after that all of which were like staying over like very elongated so like some people were like we only know her two and a half weeks you know she was in the house I was like fucking I was like love struck you know dumb like when
0: did you know that you were like falling hard for her?
1: actually i you know it really was right on the right at at her leaving so we we hung out on a we hung out on a on a friday and that was meant to be the last time that we hung out because she was getting covid tested you know anyway it was all all related to summer house yeah and uh so we would it was friday we said goodbye and we had some like stuff i won't share just in terms of like where it's at with her going into the house because this is not a nothing stress to have on an early relationship. Somebody no, this going is into like you a, guys
0: are up against all the odds.
1: Yeah, yeah. This with was everything. so this was and, and and we just met and we definitely had uh, you know elevated to a stage where it was like oh shit now this is like this is not so simple because honestly you know, I said it on my podcast but initially in that right around that time of sort of like oh fuck here we are like I quite like this girl and she's about to leave. I did say, like, listen. Why don't you just go in there and do your thing, and not so much forget about me, but don't don't let them know about me, right? You know, right? And and uh, you know, I I better not say too much, actually, because I don't want to get in trouble with Bravo. I know know? this is your life
0: now, right? Can you even? Well, you you know, but
1: anyway, but but right up to this point, right up to the point where where Bravo gets involved, I will just say that there was a moment where I was willing to sort of just like set her free to do yes. her thing yes and and but what, what happened was we, we ended up meeting up one more time because it was like we just wanted to and it was like we're close to each other and i'm not in the house yet let's meet up one more time and we did and i mean I, that was like probably one too many for me and then i was like completely hooked and the real moment where i knew it wasn't so much then but the real moment that i knew that i was like completely lost in this woman was the minute she was in the house i just like lost complete like i would i lost all sense of everything and i just couldn't stop thinking about her and did i was like, like waiting like Des,
0: did it like hurt like physically? oh it hurt yeah i know you're right? talking about
1: that with her last week oh. no it was like it was so much like and i've spent all my life away from my loved ones like i left my family when i was 14 almost every relationship i've ever had has been long distance and honestly most of the time, I've been totally fine, and because I remember, I was actually on. I was driving up the 18th fairway, <laughs> and she finally called me like after she'd got settled into the house. And I just remember answering the phone and being like, "Fucking hell! Like I miss you so fucking much. I don't know what the fuck has happened, but like, I I cannot live without you. I couldn't believe it. It was like oh. it was over. It was overwhelming this feeling, uh, and that was the beginning then of our like marathon phone calls. And despite the fact that we were apart and there was a certain intensity that came with her situation, uh, we did actually get, we did get, you know, quite close, uh, virtually. And I, I I would think that the progression of our relationship though, difficult was quite real, you know,
0: you know, well, absence definitely makes the heart grow fonder, but especially in the beginning. So, I mean, I, the only person I've ever been in love with is my now girlfriend, Taylor. Mm -hmm. And Sorry, all the ex-boyfriends and ex-husband, but I, I, I thought I really liked you, but it turns out I didn't actually at all. Yeah, but
1: I, I, feel, I feel the same way, and it's not an insult to anybody else, but like, I, did, I thought that I had known love until I had this experience.
0: Right? It's crazy. It's, isn't it wild? It's like, it's like now all those songs, all those movies, poems, <laughs> you know me just over here reading poetry, but it's like I'm like, oh my God, this shit makes sense.
1: Yeah, you I, I literally myself and Hannah were joking. Well, I was joking. I I don't want to put I don't want to put any of Hannah's like Hannah can tell you about her feelings, but like <laughs> I was joking with Hannah the other day about like you know everything that comes on the radio. I was like I get it now. I just get it. <laughs> it's like the right? first time I took first time I took LSD. <laughs> suddenly, everything, <laughs> suddenly everything makes sense. But yeah, no, you get it. I mean, certainly in terms of like the longing and the hurt. Oh my you know? god!
0: Like when I was first with Tay, so when I first met my Tay, now she's like running this tech. Into, like like company, but when we first met, she was nannying, and so part of her nannying job was going out to the Hamptons for like long stretches of time in the summer, and I was like losing my motherfucking mm. mind. And so what I, because I'm very mature, so I would like go to nightclubs and then call her at like one a.m. and wake her up and be like, "I'm in a nightclub flirting with boys," and she was like, "I'll literally stab you in your sleep, go fuck yourself." So I didn't <laughs> handle the separation very well. <laughs> you did better than me. But no, it was I like, did all
1: right. Not, not always, but I did okay.
0: It hurt though. Like I remember being like, I, and then like once we were together together, even like I would go off to work and I'd come home and rush back to her. Cause I had like weird hours when I worked at Sirius cause I was done at like 11am and we'd spend like all afternoon together in bed. And then she would go off to her nannying job. And when she would leave, like I would, I felt like, I felt like someone like, I felt like I was dead. It's just, it is. And it was the physical pain so I can't imagine like Des I've been there emotionally so I can't imagine what it felt like to fall that hard because I do think to when it's right you do fall very quickly Hmm. and then she's like off basically in Bravo prison (laughs) and you can't see her or get to her because of COVID and everything Hmm. but let's also add one more fun fucked up layer to this her ex that we all got to see their relationship or whatever they were, you know, friends with benefits last season, is in the house with her. I know you can't give away too many details yeah. from Hannah's. Yeah, perspective. because we're
1: not behind the paywall. She fucking she dumps a lot of shit behind the paywall, but I know. Don't, we're, we're sh- don't not tell, right tell that's
0: a secret. But, <laughs> but I will but, say this, <clears throat> and 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 you don't have to speak to what like Hannah was saying on her end. But how was it? How did you deal with this person that you're falling so hard for? You're in love with, you miss like crazy knowing that you know there's somebody there uh, that was of a uh, love interest you know a year ago was that how did you deal with that
1: yeah just it wasn't ideal that 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 the, the, the pretty much i probably say the only thing i could say about that is that it it wasn't ideal and it definitely added to my it added to my stress yeah uh but you know like it, it, it's all it's all a part of the difficulty of uh, dating somebody who's also involved with reality tv i have certain sympathies with it because i mean we didn't get into it but i've made a lot of like i've made a lot of documentaries in ireland that aren't like reality tv but they're not a million miles from reality tv right and like i did make a documentary about my father when he was sick and like my family were very involved in that documentary but like it is quite personal and at the end of the day all the personal aspects of your life that you're giving up are for your benefit like in the sense that like it's it, and I'm not speaking about Hannah. I'm just speaking just in general. Yes. It, when you when you make your personal public for the benefit of the show, the 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 success of that is for your benefit. You know, yes. the show does well, you do well. So there is there is there is a certain amount of sort of charity from your loved ones uh, that they're willing to give up these parts of themselves so that that will be good. And of course, they want it to be good. But there are some times where you can't control it.
0: You right, know, right.
1: so if you get involved with somebody who's on a reality TV show, you have to accept that. I'm quite willing to accept all that because I'm also in this world of using parts of your personal life for public entertainment. You know, like I wrote a book about my, my dad's death and my dad's life. And, you know, like there were huge personal aspects of our family's life in that book. So I, I I know uh, about using it, And in terms of uh, being with, with Hannah, I'm aware of being sort of on the other end of it. You take the good with the bad, you know, I'm not, I'm not super, you know, and and also because I'm quite well known in Ireland, but not here. There's just not, not a huge amount of like concern about anything Hannah dishes out about me or things that we get involved with together, you know, causing me great stress over here and the Irish media just get a great kick out of it. In fact, all the, it's funny because all these journalists are interviewing Hannah for this new show, right? which is not private we don't have to be private about that but they're interviewing her about Bravo's chat room and they just can't believe the fucking bonanza of the Irish media serving up all their tea <laughs> like the Irish media just like <laughs> dump it out there you know and they're just like yeah we know everything fucking like, Dez talked about it on a radio show and the Irish media have done a fucking you know a cliff notes of your relationship <laughs> so anyway it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's fine and all that stuff of course of course it's like it's great, and it's Taylor Strecker audience fucking eat it up. But like, the they day. they they uh, sadly that that information will 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 be public. You know, in terms of whatever they decide to do with it, and uh, when it is, you can enjoy it. But I have no idea how it will be portrayed. But in terms of myself and Hannah, it was a it was a it was a low it was a low level stress, and uh, it was it, it, it's it's not an issue, you know.
0: Do you feel like now that you've gotten through... I mean, there's no way... I mean, that's definitely the hardest... Well, at least in the early stages of dating, that's that's going to be the hardest thing you guys went through. And you guys yeah, are well, it's, still it's, together.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. My, we both knew the timing was not great like we 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 were clearly falling very quickly and just having the best times like stress free wonderful times when we hung out and it was clear that we were like a good match you know so it would have been nice to have a few more weeks before that thing had happened you know because i think well certainly for me you know the, the reality is and i know you guys talked about this on the show one time but <laughs> She's busy doing a reality show. That is a very fucking involved thing. Takes up a lot of your time. Mm -hmm. When I'm super busy with shows and stuff, hours will pass and then I can be like, oh, fuck, I never text back. somebody." And it's not it's not out of like lack of concern. It's just like this shit is all consuming. Right. So there were obviously hours throughout her day where she was just consumed with filming and whatever the fuck they do. You know, whereas I was literally a, a live performer. At the one time in history where we cannot fucking work. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, like, i uh, like, our industry is actually, like, my industry is actually the worst affected by the pandemic. Like, 100, we that we were the first people to shut down, and we would be the last people back up and running. Yeah. And as much as I love podcasts and I love co- online content, it is not my main gig, and I, I, am like a live performer to my core. I would do right. it for free. So like, I, 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 not only have I fallen in love with somebody, and now I've, that's been taken away from me, but my other love, my job, has been taken. away away. away from me since fucking march so uh and i had a nice little routine for myself with my volleyball and my golf you know all the stuff that was getting me through was fucking just blown up to pieces by fucking hurricane (laughs) hannah like hurricane hannah comes in and just like wipes through the foundations of all the stability i've built up during the pandemic uh so you know i was quite unnerved by the whole experience so uh, it was i think i think it it was a little easier for her than it was for me and but she she appreciated that and she did her best to, to be as present as she possibly could without. And I I was very conscious of not being in the way. Right. You know, we were watching Paris Hilton documentary last night. (laughs) What did you think about it? Well, I mean, listen, I'm a 44 year old single, uh, not single, sorry, straight white guy. And, uh, it was not made for me. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's like <laughs> I am not the target demographic of the Paris Hilton documentary. But uh, but no, I was I was laughing about the scene where the drunken fucking Russian is like, you know, like baby, I need some time. She's like, I'm about to do Tomorrowland. But I was just laughing because like that would be the le- not that I would ever be. I don't drink, so I would never be the drunken guy. But I was also very conscious to not in any way, shape, or form. I didn't want Hannah at any stage in that house yes. thinking
0: he's being
1: yeah, or even that like the that the, there's there's a stress of ours that's getting in the way of me being one hundred percent present in whatever the fuck I need right. to do.
0: No, well from I mean from cause I talked to Hannah pretty much every single week while she was, you know, in um Summerhouse prison. And she I mean, she always made she was it was always always very clear that she was like Des is such a support if I didn't have Des throughout this, I don't think I'd be getting through it. Like you were, you were her rock throughout yeah, all the chaos. Yeah. So I just,
1: w- yeah. And it was great. I mean, in, 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 in that part was, was, was fine. So all, all that was super positive, but I'm very glad it's over. Cause I yeah. literally was counting the days. Also the thing, and- what's the
0: hardest too, is that, you know, when you're saying you're on the golf course and you're in the 18th hole and she calls and you're like, Oh my God, she's calling. I, I know what that feels like because my girlfriend used to travel a lot for work when she was in video production, like all over the world. And I mean, like, there she would be, just like four days' notice off to South Africa. Like, it was crazy, and so I had to get really good at being, you know, without her. But it's really hard when you're the one at home, because yes. especially, like you're saying, in the middle of the pandemic, when there's like not any distractions, because it's like waiting around for that call. While it's so exciting when they do call, it can you can get very annoyed at the. At the, how do I want to explain this? It's like an imbalance, you know? It's not that they don't love you, but they are really busy and distracted with work. But it can, you, you know, it, you can really get in your own head. And I'm a crazy woman. So, of course, you chose the path of being the rock. I usually choose the path of destroying all of her focus and ruining her trips.
1: Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I definitely, I mean, I'm not one to say that like I suffer from anxiety or anything, but I mean, I definitely, I, over the years, particularly as people talk about anxiety more and more, it's become quite apparent to me that this is a very familiar emotion that people are describing to me. <laughs> yes. And I will say that I experienced like levels of anxiety, like physic- like physical feelings of like tightness in my chest and yep. like, a, like acidic feelings in my leg that, uh, legs that I, I hadn't experienced for a long time. And, I, you know, it, it definitely triggered. But I was explaining to Hannah yesterday, actually, that like, I, this is really the first time that I was—I've been with somebody where I had a, a an, an extreme fear of of losing them. Yep. You know, and because, like I said earlier, we just didn't have enough time to lock down the security of what it was. Like you know, a two and a half week like intense uh, fling is fleeting. Yeah. You know. It, it it can disappear as quick. How many times have you just like completely fallen for somebody on a vacation? Yeah. And then two years later, you're like, what was that person's name? You know, like they, they, it, it can be fleeting that amount of time. And even though it feels so special and it feels like you're the one and her psychic told her I was the one, you know, like whatever <laughs> fucking bullshit, you know, it's still fleeting. You know, so the last thing you would want, particularly if it's like seven, we, you know, is is for something that could have been perfect just destroyed by circumstance. You know, so it did trigger, it did trigger a lot of anxiety. You know? But you
0: made it. We made, through. yeah, we we made it. Okay. And she's fucking,
1: she's either sleeping right now or she's listening to everything I said. And when I finish, she'll be like, so there's three things you need to message Taylor about that need to come <laughs> the fuck out of that conversation. She's Listen, doing I'm, one or the other. I'm
0: prepared to have to edit because I'm in the business of protecting you, protecting Hannah, and protecting Well, it's only Hannah. Love. You don't need to,
1: you don't I, need to yeah.
0: I have never wanted a couple to get together and stay together so much in my entire life. I like, don't know why I'm so invested in your relationship, but for every reason I am. Um, I know we
1: probably are, you know, because actually, you know, I'm from Queens. She's from Brooklyn and like her family are like the loveliest people. Oh, they're so nice. And mine are dead. So oh. we have a, we, uh, you know, I have like a need to like borrow a family. So she's really bringing a lot to the table for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Des, what was the first thing that you guys did when she was finally, you know, done being in Summer House?
1: Well, I picked her up, you know, and then. I had actually, I had organized my friend's Ferrari. I was going to pick her up in a Ferrari. Uh, but then uh, then there was a delay and there was also kind of like possibly no need for like a scene. So I I, I just drove my friend's Ferrari around for a couple hours and then then I just picked her up in my, my own car. No, I mean that night I bought her a hot tub for her birthday. Like when I say I bought her a hot tub for her birthday. What? Uh, yeah, so I bought it from my own house, you know? So... <laughs> So it's like you're one a genius.
0: of genius, these... that's yeah. a genius move. I see like, you, you're adding yeah. property value whilst giving your girlfriend a gift.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> just that in our early, before she went, you know, in those first few dates that we had, um, she was saying like it'd be great to have a hot tub, and I actually was I was in the process of getting well, I was thinking about getting one the, right at the beginning of the pandemic when I came back in March you know the dark days of the beginning of the pandemic I had been thinking about it but it just seemed like too much hassle but then she's really into hot tubs and she she, she mentioned it
0: loves fucking hot tubs she
1: loves hot tubs so she mentioned <laughs> hot tubs a lot so then I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna get her a hot tub and I in my initial looking into it it seemed too complicated so I actually had told her like listen I looked into a hot tub I can't Get it, but then I had to get. I got this carpenter to come in and like reinforce my deck, and I bought a hot tub, which I was meant. To, I I and I made. A, 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 I made a video, you know, like like because I didn't have the hot tub by her birthday, but I made a video like saying I had a hot tub, and without spilling too much tea, uh I should have been able to tell her that in person. But stuff went down, and I wasn't able to. <sighs> so. Uh, so I, I, yeah. So I just had to tell her, you know, like, anyway, I just sent her, I just sent her the video, but she didn't get to appreciate the hot tub until she got out. So the first night was really just about coming back and, uh, doing, doing what you do and appreciating the hot tub. But you know, it's a lot being in a reality show. So I was also conscious that she just needed to like decompress. And plus, come on, who wouldn't be afraid when you've like completely fallen madly in love with somebody who you've seen physically a third of the time that you've known each other. Yeah. So I've, you know, literally a third of the time we've known each other, we've seen each other, the rest has been on the phone and it's built up. It's, it, it, the intensity of it has built up like beyond belief, not to mention the things that we've been through virtually are just yeah. way more intense than anybody could imagine in the first two months of a relationship. So I, who would not have a bit of fear? That like within a few days you'll be like oh it wasn't real, right? Because I had you know I had that before years ago, uh, you know I met somebody in Australia and we met right at the end and then we we had a long distance thing. It was so fucking intense and I flew all the way back to see her uh, like three months later and like almost like instantly it would you know it, no. I knew that it wasn't you know it was what gone. it what. Yeah, it just it wasn't the same, you know, and it was it was disastrous, you know. So, of course, I had that fear that, you know, that could quickly happen, you know, but it hasn't it hasn't been the case, you know, so, like, you know, it, it's just there's just so many layers of why we're into each other.
0: No, this is I mean, I don't want to put a kind of heart on it, but like, this is forever. This is this is the real deal. You and Hannah. It's, Hannah just, and for
1: today. Yes. it's just for today. Yeah, just for today. But no no um, anyway and 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 the most important thing is that I I'll only speak for myself but like I I couldn't be happier like literally I've had to eat I've had to eat so many statements that I've made over the years fucking podcast that romance is a fantasy and you know like rom-coms are bullshit and there's no such thing as the one, you know, in the end it's just compromise. Like I literally right. basically said, like, love is not real. Fucking relationships are compromised. Love is a fucking, you know, a construct. You know, like all these things I've had to just like eat because I I hadn't experienced them. I mean, on a deeper podcast, we could get into into why, but certainly in in terms of uh like thinking you know everything and then just finding out that you were completely wrong, I definitely had not had the experiences that would make me think that love is real or like even like i always say to people like i just don't get jealous i I don't really get that jealous because you know i i i and the main reason is i just don't want to know and like it was true like more often than not i would never look you know i would never get insecure enough to be like where were you or whatever but like just when you have deeper feelings and 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 it's not it whatever jealousy is everything is driven by that fear of losing them because they mean so much to you. I'd never had it before. You're so I never had a reason like, to be jealous. Everyone was like,
0: jealousy is the worst emotion. I'm like, um, if you love someone, of course you get psycho jealous. Of course. Yeah. Well, it's certainly the fear- you with that jealousy that separates the crazies from like the normal people.
1: Yeah, yeah. A, a, hundred, a hundred percent. And thank God I haven't, despite all the different things that I'm experiencing in this relationship, the fact that I definitely have had way more fear of, of, of losing her- and also, definitely experienced jealousy. Like, fuck, uh, yeah. that that it, it hasn't driven me to any any crazy behaviors. Is other there than anything that, uh, that you're anticipating and nervous
0: about? Like, like the season airing and seeing things happening, oh, no. or no, I don't you give know, a like because I won't like- be
1: watching it. One thing I'm good at, man. I do not watch. I don't watch the things that I know possibly will trigger bad feelings for me. I don't read the comments. I don't. You know, I I avoid all those things that I know will just make me unnecessarily angry yes because number one i have no control over how that stuff is put across i uh i, I and and if if by chance if by chance I, I happen to be on it uh you know for whatever reason uh i also have no uh power over how that gets put across so i'd rather just not know especially in a situation where it has nothing to do with me it's hannah's show hannah hannah decides to watch it she can watch it, but like i will not be i will not be engaging with the comments or the show or anything you know
0: I think that's a really healthy way to go into it, for real. Um, would you be like, let's say, there's another season after the one that airs, right? And and the producers come to you and they say, Des, we need you to be a part of Summer House this season. What would you do?
1: Well, it would it would all be about money. <laughs> that's 100. my boy, Blue. No, yes, because be. because I would I you know I I would I you know I would never for, for no money <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> in there, <Motherfuckers> <laughs> no but you know yeah I I, I I don't you know i who the hell know The, the this season hasn't even been on so i'm it, it's it's completely it's completely irrelevant and the truth of the matter is that you know hannah's public persona is her work but you know in real in real time it's 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 a small part of our life and when all that stuff comes up again we'll deal with it but the, the reality most of the time we're just having fun. Most of the time I'm just negotiating with her when she'll give me a fucking tennis lesson.
0: (laughs) What are your top three favorite things to do as a couple in quarantine?
1: Oh God. If I, if I tell you that I, I, I don't want your listeners to judge us, but we've gotten really obsessed with doing New York times crosswords
0: nerds, nerds.
1: <laughs> and it's really coming from her i actually i often go to bed doing the crossword It actually helps me fall asleep don't ask me why but uh because it's al- boring <laughs> <laughs> I, I i got in a habit of doing the new york and 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 she's really into it like the other night i um i actually fell asleep early i, I i'm an early sleeper anyway and she's been falling asleep quite early since the high she's quite tired but anyway she ended up fucking like she was doing them for like two hours after I went to sleep. She kept starting new ones because she only gets, she's not great at them. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets like 10 clues and then she moves on to the, to the next one. But she's, she's been doing a lot of, uh, Monday crosswords. I don't know if any of your listeners are into the New York times crosswords. But the, the Sunday Mondays. one
0: is the hardest.
1: No, no. Actually the hardest is Saturday. The Sunday really? is the biggest. Oh, the Sunday really? Is the, yes. There's a little trick. A lot of people think that the little, uh, little trick. Oh, sorry. I just pulled out, uh. won't be relevant to you but i i I pulled out the the headphone jack on my on my headphones but uh yeah the 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 sunday is not the hardest it's the biggest interesting Uh, and it it takes a long time you know
0: you're a triple nerd (laughs)
1: yeah anyway long story short we are we are quite into crosswords at the moment so that's
0: that's one what's the second thing
1: uh well i well i love her giving me a tennis lesson but it's not as exciting i am so her. happy
0: you just said tennis lesson i was so nervous for what was going to come after i love her giving me tennis lesson Whew. thank you yeah. keep it a oh, pg yeah.
1: oh no of course the sex is great like but she's been very public about that We're, we yes. have a very good sexual chemistry so that 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 is outside of this question in my opinion like i feel like that's obviously a given you know um but uh you know, she, she quite likes like getting into beach volleyball, so we do like doing beach volleyball together. Also,
0: I wanted to, I wanted to address that. I Rest in peace to your volleyball net. I saw oh. <laughs> in your Instagram story <laughs> recently that it got literally swallowed by the sea.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not rest in peace, but uh, currently it's for hobbits to play volleyball. It's like a badminton. But uh, I, I actually have to dig that out today. It's one of the things that I have to do, but I did not realize that the ocean was going to be so so up in arms uh yeah, that ocean yesterday was pissed. but i did lose my uh yeah I, there was a little bit of damage there was a little bit of damage there but yeah <laughs> anyway but that's the benefit of you know part part of the stress of hannah disappearing when she did was it was the second half of the summer and like i've been quite lucky my parents bought this house at a time where things were not very expensive down here so mm-hmm. the fact that i live on the ocean in dune row in west hampton sounds like I'm a little bit wealthier than I am. In fact, Hannah might think Hannah thinks that part of the reason why you might be a, such a fan of mine is that you <laughs> probably have an inflated sense of my net worth in your head. <laughs> well, yes. First of all,
0: no true words have ever been spoken.
1: <laughs>
0: Second of all, dude, I'm over here pulling the same shit. I didn't mean to, but like when people you're right now I'm in my um closet because my girlfriend's still sleeping. Because, you know, we're we're doing this early in the morn. Um, but Usually when I'm out, like in my living room, when you see my apartment, it's like, holy shit. I look like I'm on the set of like a CW fucking show. And I just got really, I always have to tell people my apartment is not a reflection of my income because otherwise- People think that they don't need to subscribe to my radio show, but they do. They do need to yes.
1: subscribe
0: to my radio show. So I feel. But anyway, here. it's it's quite here.
1: idyllic. It's idyllic here. I live across the street from the ocean. Every morning, I go to the ocean, check out the waves, and you know, it just was so annoying to me that at this early stage of our relationship, that we were being robbed of those seven weeks like chilling on the beach. Totally. But on the uh, but on the flip side the fantasy was always in our head of this will be over soon and we'll be back together. And we can, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? That right. that none of us are, are working in an office. We're not going to shows. So it's just like, we're able to just have this time together with such low level. Like obviously there's this huge stress of we don't know what's happening in the world, but outside of that, there's this absence of shit to do to create like little dramas. So you can literally just, be with each other on the beach so it's quite nice and we're now finally being able to have that experience so we're like we're we're very lucky in a way and you know assuming it's going to work out which I 100% assume will be correct uh, we we will have been uh, much luckier than unlucky in terms of that small blip of seven weeks is nothing compared to the like the amazing scenario that we have now
0: I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I was obsessed before I even talked to you and met you and laid eyes on you. And then I laid eyes on you on Instagram and I was like, oh, I'm triply obsessed. And now talking to you, I am like all in, all in for this relationship. I am so happy for you both. You guys are so in love.
1: Eventually listeners will get bored of it. So even on my own podcast, I had to stop. I I gave sort of three weeks over to because I talked a lot in those early days when she had just gone just about the longing. And I talked about like oh. the, I, I even did an episode on the hormones of love. Like that's how bad I was. I was Googling, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and like ev- everything, everything that was going on in me is, is scientific, you know, like the different right? hormones that love causes you to secrete and where the insecurity comes from or where the anxiety comes from. It all comes from the, the, the hormones that fucking kick off in your body when you genuinely f- fall for somebody, you know? Uh and I I even my therapist, because I actually got a new therapist based on this anxiety that kicked off. And they're very dismissive because they're basically like, listen, the first 12 to 18 months is just chemicals. So don't even worry about it, you know? You know, it's just like just run with it. It's like, oh my God, all these songs were written in the first 12 to 18 months of relationships, you know? It's like like fucking every great love song was was written with fucking, you know, cortisol and Whatever other
0: pumping <laughs> through on? their veins.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you guys, Des does have a podcast. Check it out. He's the host of the Des Bishop D E S B I S H O P podcast, and um, you can go through his journey, like yeah. literally over the course of those weeks where he at, uh, at, at, talks at about his Bishop, cortisol levels. At Des
1: Bishop on Instagram, every now and then you get a little a little tea spilling story.
0: At I love following you. You're a great follow. I, a oh. brand new follow for me, but a great follow. I didn't want to follow you because I was trying to respect your and Hannah's privacy with my audience. Does that make sense? And I knew that if I followed you, they'd be able to figure it out.
1: Yeah, but your, your, your Facebook page, they've all been on, but they've been on my Instagram for weeks.
0: I know. They're super sleuths. you got some I...
1: Irish, You got some Irish ones, too, I've noticed. Really? Yeah, some Irish ones, you know, because the Irish know me. Yes. And then they're like, I can't believe I was on the Taylor Strecker, you know, and you know, so they they the, the Irish ones are quite surprised that I have sort of leaked into that world.
0: <laughs> I fucking love this. I'm so That's nervous.
1: the world. That's the internet, you know.
0: Des, when are we going to go on a double date, huh? <laughs>
1: Oh, whenever, you know, I mean, if we, it, it, if we're going to do it soon, we have to do it soon while the weather uh, allows us to still eat outside. Otherwise, and who the fuck? socially
0: distance, I know. Yeah,
1: who knows? Know. Otherwise, we'll be going for a long walk along the FDR Drive or something.
0: <laughs> you know, some, Fine. Some, yeah, <laughs> put
1: on, put on our winter jackets and go for a walk outside, I guess. I know,
0: my God, the seasons are slipping away. We'll figure something out, Des. Des, Indeed. I'm going to let you go because I know you have to dig your net out of the,
1: No, I got to wake this. I got to wake fucking the subject of our conversation up.
0: How is she a late sleeper?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Even her, like my herself and my, uh, her mother and I bonded over just like her mother's just like, she just sleeps too much. What are we going to do? I I know I'm a fucking five hours into my day before she fucking wakes up.
0: (laughs) Des, you're the fucking best. You guys, again, don't forget host of the Des Bishop podcast. Also follow Des on Instagram at Des Bishop on Instagram. Thank you.
1: So thank you, Taylor.
0: Do you know what, Devs? Thank you. Thank you. You guys, uh, that's it for us this week. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe, please, and thank you. And uh, we'll be back next week with another amazing podcast. Until then, bye, girl, bye.